Hello, and welcome to this episode of Artists in Depth. I'm Alan Powell, and together with my co-host Bill Key, we talk with guest artists and explore links between their creativity and their identity. No matter your choice of expression, Artists in Depth provides an opportunity for the listener to ask the same questions of themselves that are being asked of our guests and to reflect on their own identity through the work they've created. And without further ado, let's get on with our podcast. This episode of Artists in Depth is sponsored by Equity Showcase in Toronto, Canada, embracing all artists by developing, uniting, advocating, and empowering the arts community. Visit equityshowcase.ca to discover all their initiatives. This episode is also sponsored by ACES, supporting actors in developing characters for trauma-based narratives, prioritizing creativity and well-being. Take your craft to a new level. Visit ACES for Actors and book a free, no-obligation consultation. Our guest today is Dorothy Atabong. Born in Cameroon, West Africa, Dorothy moved to the U.S. as a young woman. After graduating university as a biochemist in Michigan, she moved to New York to study acting in the Neighborhood Playhouse. She eventually settled in Toronto, Canada, where, among her TV and stage credits, she produced, directed, and starred in the multiple international award-winning short film, Sound of Tears, a story inspired by honor killings. The film screened at over 35 film festivals worldwide. Her screenplays are also garnering attention and winning awards. In addition to being featured in the media from the UK to Africa, Dorothy is currently being mentored by legendary film director and two-time Oscar nominee Adam McGoyan. In our discussion, Dorothy talked about how her acting gave birth to her voice as a writer and the many stories that she desires to tell. Dorothy, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm yeah. interested. I'm interested in knowing more about uh, how you um, dealt with the uh, um, the identity crossover between the uh, biochemistry or biochemist and actor, and how did you um, balance those, or what? The, how did you in, in 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 telling your parents what you wanted to do, and like how did that go down? Like, well, the thing is, it's like okay, yes, I graduated. Oh, magna cum laude, here we are, you know, I did great in school and I've done this path and now can I do what I love to do? And my parents actually just said, okay, sure, that's what you want to do, go ahead. They still didn't approve, my family didn't approve, the community didn't approve, but they didn't have a choice because I just wouldn't let it go, you know. So I just pursued it that way and, um, and it, I, I felt right into it because it was always a part of me. And even though I wasn't always um, in the business per se, because I was working as this, you know, a, a, a regular job, if you, if you want to call it that, um, I still was always drawn to wanting to perform and hence I couldn't let it go. Until till this day, I can't let it go, you know, so I'm still doing it. Um, so what do you, what do you stand for? There's a good, there's a good, what do you stand for? What's your voice? What do you like? what is it that keeps you in that in the game what do you feel you need to express or what haven't you expressed yet uh for me i i think there's always so many interesting stories out there that i i want to i want to be able to tell and so if i if i find a script that i love or you know I, I, I don't care if I'm getting paid or not. I'm like, oh, dude, give it to me. Let me see what it's like. And 
really experience that character because I always want to embody that other character all the time. And this comes from so many other things in my life. And I was bullied as a child as well. So was, even though I had a, a good childhood, because um, I, I was a, quite a chubby kid. And I, I was one of those kids where there was a line of children behind me going, calling me names and, you know, all the way home, right? So anyway. Um, I, I that's important stuff. To, that's oh, yeah. important. You I, see I, anyway, and you push it off. But yeah. this is the stuff that we want to oh, know. Absolutely. The, there's <laughs> artists out there that are listening, and they're saying, well, you know what? I was bullied too. And uh, yeah. So yeah. If, you, if, you, if it's nice to be able to share a little bit about that, that would be yeah. If you're okay. I, with I was, and 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 it's it's it it prompted me. Maybe that's one of the reasons why I wanted to be an actor because I could be this other person. Oh, these other people, like so many different personalities, um, and just get lost in it, you know. And perhaps that was what it it was. Mm -hmm. And I found that um, going back again to my childhood, um, I find out I found out that my I feel my imagination was like boundless because I I would we studied the Chronicles of Narnia in elementary school. And then in high school, I went to Silas Manor. It's like a British book. And, and then I'll study the history of Africa. And then the First World War. And then, oh, my grandfather actually fought the Germans in the 19th century. Okay. Um, and it's just also so much, so I feel, which I feel truly blessed uh, besides the bullying part, <laughs> uh, really being full in a way, yeah. as, well, as, a, as an individual. So those, that, that part of being bullied was like this much because there's all this other stuff going on to fill me up yeah. um, in a way. But acting, I believe, I, I feel was kind of like my escape or yeah. the, found that I, the, the, the fact that I, I found myself using my imagination so much, uh, daydreaming so much and, and reading all the 300 page Dune books um, yeah. uh, as a kid. And um, reading all the uh, Isaac Asimov books. And like I said, talked to you before, I thought at one time, I, my parents thought I was going to be an astronaut, you know, at one time, because I was always <laughs> somewhere else. Up in space. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you know, what's interesting is that um, yeah, I'm, what I'm putting together is that, and you had said it, um, was that though you're not grateful for the bullying, but the bullying did push you into a space where you wanted to escape being yourself. And as a result, you ended up finding out things about your own history yeah, uh, yeah. and ancestry that were fascinating. And yes, that yes. you did have a voice and you thought, oh, this is amazing. So yeah, that's, that is um, that fascinating how that works out. Now moving, looking forward, um, has there been a role that you've portrayed or that you've written and portrayed that has impacted you and how you've seen yourself as an artist in the world now? Um, I did quite a lot of theater in, in, um, in my time and um, from New York to, uh, to Toronto. And I, I always say the Africa trilogy because uh, the Africa trilogy for me was about me <laughs> in a way, it was about, it was just really me. It was this black kid uh, who grew up in, in the story is in Kenya, but I grew up in Cameroon, who actually who comes into um, into the states 
to um, uh, having been the, uh, having had a book that's been published and be made into a New York uh, Times bestseller and um, how she navigates her world from the, uh, all, the, all the personalities she meets and, and, and all the things that are thrown at her because of where she's from and what she's becoming, which is this amazing intellectual, um, but just a kid from the slum in, in a way. So it, that story was really, for me, it was not um, a black girl in, um, I don't know, a domestic violence situation or a black girl in a community center looking for food stamps, I don't know, or which is pretty, pretty much a narrative we, we see a lot in, on film and TV, which things are changing now, thankfully. Uh, so that story was just about this girl that, you know, hit it big. It's a regular person with a, with a different experience from what we're used to seeing. Yeah. So that sort of like opened me up to, oh my God, there's so much out there. I mean, I already knew there was so much out there, but it's like seeing that this is possible to be able to embody this character, to be able to tell this rich, rich stories um, featuring me or people of color. And it's not about uh, what we always keep seeing, which is a stereotypical mm. cookie cutter, you know, characters. This was a full body, three dimensional person mm. with trials and tribulations and glorious, uh, you know, um, experiences and, you know, adversity uh, on one side. So it's, it's a rich, full individual. How did that enhance your perception of yourself and the art that you did what did it do for you like going forward what was the next thing you wanted to do I <laughs> wanted did? to tell my own stories I, I wanted to tell my own stories I mean I was I was already writing but I wanted to tell my own stories because I feel like oh, I felt at the time which I still do that there's so much I want to tell I don't have all day I don't hear so much you know so little time in the day but all these stories I wanted to tell. And um, so I wrote Sound of Tears. Um, and since then, Eye of the Veil. And Eye of the Veil, <laughs> um, for me also, which is just, which was shot recently, very, for me, in, in my perception, very rich as well. And so many nuances and a very complex character um, and complex situation. Can you tell us briefly and I like to, about it? Yeah, um, I like to throw my characters in like a lot of stuff and like try to see if they can crawl their way out. Um, Eye of the Veil is about uh, uh, Joe, who's a, a, a Afro-Canadian um, attorney in the closet. Um, and she's in a clandestine relationship with uh, her openly gay Caucasian partner, Francis. And they find themselves at a crossroads when Francis falls victim to rape and becomes pregnant. So now they have to, you know, decide do they want to keep the baby or not. So Joe doesn't want anything to do with the baby. Francis wants to keep the baby. And, and um, so Francis falls victim to rape, becomes pregnant, and then she unfortunately dies during childbirth. Now Joe becomes introspective and she has to decide if she wants to come out of the closet and if she wants to see this baby and what does that look like? 
And if she'd like to raise this baby, what does that look like? Wow. And even before, before we lose Francis, uh, the, the tug of war between the two and the push and pull um, is how do we raise this baby if we're in the closet? And, um, and how do we raise this, which we find out it's a Caucasian baby. How do we, you know, what does that look like? And, um, and how can I raise this, you know? And, and for me, um, Eye of the Veil is, is, is pulling back the veil of color and identity and finding our humanity because we are actually all the same. Yeah. I also wanted to cancel that out of that preconceived notion that we have of, of everyone when we see them for the first time that that unconscious bias we have of everyone. Um, and that if I go to a small rural Ontario town, should I be should I be afraid of my life? Or should I be afraid that something might happen because I'm dark skinned? You know, so so there's a lot of nuances um, in the story. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm... Of so many different elements, like you know, we have corrective rape, we have trauma, and we have, oh, it's a Black Lives Matter movement and it's LGBTQ rights, and it's a Me Too movement. And so there's so many, so much going on. And it's only 15 minutes. Jesus. <laughs> so that's, that's so complex. Talking to my editor, I'm like, we have to kind of slow it down slightly yeah. so we don't lose everyone. Because slow it every down. moment is so much information. Yeah, <laughs> so slow it down from 15 minutes to uh, 75. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> the the uh, the complexities of that film, of that storyline, and what I'm also thinking about is the. Um, just what you're bringing to your work. Um, and there's something about, um, I mean, just your own past, your history, and there's something around what you say is about cultural identity um, that there's, and so the honor killings, um, again, that's something that isn't, uh, it's a story that is based inside a, a, a culture, um, and then this other the story you're talking about now, Eye of the Veil, where it's also based in culture. Mm. Um, like... Well, that's what I'm getting. I mean, there's other themes, but th that's one of the things that uh, this woman who's in a closet is in the closet. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming she won't come up because of where she's come from and what she has to face and possible shame around that. Um, and just what you might be carrying yourself as an artist and how you might be expressing that through the work. Yeah, there's just a lot going on. And it's, um, it's also, I guess, with my own past and my own complexities in terms of my, uh, the way I grew up and what the, uh, the rules are and the morals are and, and what the culture is and then coming to the West and okay, what is the culture here? And, you know, and I will adapt into anything really. And, and I sort of see myself in a way like a bridge between two cultures. And because I've, I've lived with and without discrimination, um, I've lived with two complete different cultures, uh, that being my African heritage and the, the Western um, uh, perception of things. So, um, and I'm always asking or questioning, uh, are we really truly different? And if we are, what is it that makes us so different? And, and how do we come together? And always looking into that, that intersectionality and, and asking, um, what is it that makes me me? And what is it that makes this person 
you know, smile when you say that or what, why that gesture? Why that? Why this? You know, so for me, um, yeah, I, I see myself like a bridge between because I, I feel like I sort of understand the two different cultures because I've sort of like grew up in both in a way. Um, because all my teenage years are uh, pretty much in, in Michigan, <laughs> um, where I experienced things that I never experienced in Cameroon, you know, and my brother will be like, oh, this, this guy just threw us, you know, didn't give us a seat at this restaurant, you know, and he's, he's arguing with the gentleman going, oh, that's, that, that's, that's discrimination and that's racism. I'm like, I'm sitting there going, what do you mean as, as, as a teenager, like trying to understand and then grasping that. And so in, interesting enough, it's like, <clears throat> Interesting enough, like I, I, I sort of, I grew up in, the, in Cameroon, but like my understanding of things are kind of like a little, I don't, it's a little different in a way because I feel what African, Cana African Canadians, African Americans would feel like, I sort of like have that deep rooted um, feeling of that discrimination of, of feeling that you were discriminated against. So yes, I, I experienced it, but I was there in a way, or I, I, I wasn't born there or born here, but I am part of it in a way. And so I really feel that in here too. And so, whereas maybe a lot of, a lot of Africans, that we grew up in Africa, we ask this discrimination still, but it, it's sort of like, you sort of like feel a bit removed or far removed from, from it on, until you actually, I guess until you actually experience it, you want to experience it. But for me, I felt like I was always there. So, and, and I guess that's because of my teenage years, which is really important years of your life, I feel. Um, and why I would write that in, in I, I feel in, in Eye of the Veil, why, how these two black women uh, go into or, or travel to this small town in rural Ontario of about 7,100 people and what their preconceived notions are, what they're thinking that this, this, this community is. It's, it's, it's most likely anti-gay and anti-this and anti-that and anti-this and anti-that. But when they get there, this is what I wanted, which was this supposedly um, uh, privileged uh, Caucasian man say, hi, welcome, come in. And they're like, okay, you know, and 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 instead of meeting this uh, or what they perceive to be this anti-gay, anti-everything uh, mother, Caucasian mm -hmm. mother, they find find this warm, regretful, and grieving mother, which is like just completely thrown thrown off, and 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 um, and. And it's, it's me wanting to, yes, there are people that, are, that don't like other cultures and there are people that are racist. Oh, absolutely. But not everybody is. And we're all human at the end of the day. And this was my, my way of saying, um, I am, I, this was my way of, of, of looking into my own preconceived notions of, oh my God, I'm going to this small, because I do feel it. I'll go to this small town going, I don't know what to expect, you know? <laughs> they might be welcoming or they might not be welcoming. And my bar is, they are not welcoming. I'm very far into, they're not welcoming where my bar is. But, but when I get there, when they get there, it's like completely not what they expected. So, Just, you know. so you're, and I'm noticing that you're saying I, and then we, and yeah, they. Yeah, isn't so that weird? You're talking about your personal <laughs> experience versus your character's experience? 
it's also because I played the role of Joe. So everything is all intertwined for me in this way. Um, and, and this character, I feel, I really loved playing this character and being the writer as well. You have to get into the heads of all your characters because you sort of like know where they move in the chess piece, right, on, on the chess board. But this character of Joe, for me, was really complex. And I love complex characters, which is, I find it really hard to play. That's why I like things that are challenging. Mm -hmm. And, um, and rich um, uh, personality, which I, I think I am rich in personality, or I don't even know what my personality is, to be honest with you. Um, most, like, most, most people who like, meet me for the first time, they have no idea where I'm from. Oh, are you from Haiti? Are you from, uh, they put me everywhere in the Caribbean before they go to Africa. And then when they go to Africa, nowhere near my country, <laughs> you know? So um, I, I feel um, for Joe, me being in that character was, made me understand um, or uh, taught me even more um, of, of getting close to what we all as actors want to get close to that, that character. You know, because every gesture and every moment means something. And that's because I lived with this character for so long. And usually, you know, you get a job or a gig and you move into it and you have like a couple of months, especially film, like <laughs> how many months you get, you know, you have to get into your character. Um, another reason why I love theater so much, because we sit with it, you know, for a while. Um, and you get to you rehearse it. Yeah. Would you say um, that these characters that you're talking about getting close to, um, yeah. Would you say that it's about getting closer to yourself? I feel so. I strongly feel so. And I find it very fulfilling. Um, I, I, I find myself feeling very full and, and so excited also. <laughs> and I, I go on set, I'm stressed out as hell, like four in the morning trying to get on set where everyone is looking at Dorothy going, okay, Dorothy, what's the next shot? And I'm going, okay, what is my character doing? And, you know, and, and then that actor, move that, character, that actor over there and oh, get that stuff off the shot, you know? So there's just a lot going on by the same token. Um, I, 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 I feel like try to separate or compartmentalize all those different positions <laughs> to be able to ensure that I do the best for my character or at least try to do the best. Um, for the role, but I feel like because I wrote it, it helped, I think, because I know who this person is. Um, and that helps out a lot. <laughs> and then well, I also know who I am. It yeah, helps and, out a lot. And, <laughs> and you've talked about earlier about embodying and like yeah. you writing it is one thing, embodying it as an actor is another. And that's what yeah. you're talking about, getting closer to. Um, and once you're, you're really living it, I'm sure you're walking out of the other end of the production with a better understanding of what it is you wrote and why you wrote it. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, like I said, gets, gets, uh, it got me closer to, like I said, where we all wanna be as actors, that embodiment of that character. And like I said, because I knew that character and I know me. And I always say, you know, when I talk to other actors, we all have to know who we are. We have to really know who we are. <laughs> not, other people, not what other people think of us who we truly are. We don't have to share it with everyone or anybody, but we need to know who we are. Do you, and, is there um, a way that you know how to do that? Like, oh how, my how gosh. Do you get to know? 
<laughs> that I don't know. It's th there was this one time which I, I think I mentioned to you that I, I just broke through for me as a person. Um, I broke through in an acting class um, with Stephen Black by doing something that I didn't expect to do, that really threw me off and 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 go, what was that? How did I how did I do that? And, and how do I get there again, you know? Um, and then after that moment, I remember telling my, my family or my sister specifically that I see things, I remember vividly telling them, I see things so clearly. And they thought I had lost it. They thought I was crazy. I'm like, you have no idea. I see the world differently. They're like, yeah, sure, you know. But it's so hard to explain though. Um, and I think everyone goes through um, and and it, I don't know whether it's, I don't think it's just about artists. I think it's about everybody. Once you get to that point where you truly know who you are, something in your life happens mm -hmm. or you go through an experience where you discover yourself, like mm -hmm. a, another level of yourself that you didn't know existed. Like, it's a bit frightening in a way. And you know. you're like, like who's that person? I don't know what that person is. Like, well, me, I, right? I totally but, understand what you're saying. And you're talking about a shift in perspective yeah. that um, uh, you didn't know existed before. It was always there. And all of a sudden you go, wow, it's like being on drugs. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, there's 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 more to it though right i mean it's once you're, you talk about discovering yourself or knowing who you are as a definitive place to be where in my mind it's it's always shifting it, it, there's always more to know mm -hmm. oh absolutely there is there are lots so many layers of you you haven't discovered yet right but but you know what you know but it's really important to know who you are um because you know what you can and you know what you cannot do and so you know what you need to work on and you know what you, you need to keep, keep milking on, right? It's yeah. like, oh, I love dramatic roles. Oh, I could do it all day, you know, because I'm good at it or I think I'm good at it because I know how to embody those characters because I know who I am. Um, whereas there's certain roles I'll be like, yeah, I might struggle a little bit here. So I know I need to work a little bit more to get to where this character needs to go. So as the actor, you have to know yourself really well. And knowing me, and having, having written this character called Joe and lived with this, uh, this story for like, I believe about five years, I lived with this story and really grateful that no one gave me any money to do the film earlier on. I always say that with all the films I do because it allows the film to grow because you write your first script, the second draft, third draft, you're like, you think it's a bomb, right? You're like, hey, this is ready to go, man. Like, come on, I'm, a, I'm brilliant, right? And then you don't get the money. Oh, I don't get, what do you mean I don't have the money? What do you mean you don't want to fund my film? You know, and, but it's, it's, it's a good in a way because I go back to it. I go, why, why not? What's missing? And I go back into the story again and I dive deep, right? I go, what is it about this story? What is the true essence of it? And why am I wanting to tell it? You know, and then it grows even more beyond your expectations. Like, oh, I love this. So things will keep growing. But at some point you're like, okay, well, I guess it's where I would like it to be. Let's shoot it, you know? even though you could sit on it for another year yeah. and you know yeah. yeah well yeah i mean you're sitting on it for another year or two years or three years clearly you're going to keep you know you go back to it you're going to go oh i see this now i see that now because exactly. you are constantly changing yeah exactly and also um current events are, are changing people are changing the pandemic has changed so much and so your story is is rich in a there's a time for everything i feel and 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 i i, I feel 
sometimes you have a story every now and then that's beyond its years and nobody gets it. And then they get it five years later. Like, hey, hello, it's been here all along, you know? But, mm-hmm. So it's also a matter of timing as well. And, and um, what story are you telling? And I was like, I'm like, okay, I wanna tell this story about this, this Afro-Canadian person because we're in a space now where we're being heard. So tell it, you know. I'm really glad that there is a time now when you can tell the story, that that story, tell your story. Um, it's been inspirational to meet you and, and you have a really positive energy to bring to the world and, and you brought it to this interview and, and that's really all I, all I can reflect back to you. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Dorothy. Thank you. And thank you for allowing me to understand myself even more. (laughs) If you've been inspired or moved by what you've heard on today's podcast, I invite you to visit our website, artistsindepth.com. There you can sign up for podcast reminders, get in touch with us through email, or connect with other like-minded artists by sharing your thoughts on our blog and joining our community and finding out more about our initiatives. It's free and it's rewarding. Until next time. This episode of Artists in Depth is sponsored by Equity Showcase in Toronto, Canada, embracing all artists by developing, uniting, advocating, and empowering the arts community. Visit equityshowcase.ca to discover all their initiatives. This episode is also sponsored by ACES, supporting actors in developing characters for trauma-based narratives, prioritizing creativity and well-being. Take your craft to a new level. Visit ACES for Actors and book a free, no-obligation consultation.